And welcome back to the Constitutional Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is a premier podcast for the website, simplescomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there just as soon as I start recording. The women that live upstairs want to do a little stompy stomps. Get their exercise in for the day. Uh, it sounds like I'm making fun of them, and it is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> welcome back to the Constitutional. This is episode 137, I believe, or 136. If I'm wrong, it's 137. Like I said, I'm real shit, right? This is a Jesus. No, I could just hear every and feel every stomp. This is it. Uh, very late episode recording. Oh God, what's going on here? Very late episode recording. I'm sitting way too far on the edge of this futon, but I just gotta get this crap out of here so I can hurry up and do it. What? No. Edit. What am I talking about? Anyway, late recording. I'm supposed to record last week today. Got a little bit too busy, then a little bit too tired, and a little bit too sad. Then a Thursday happened. Meant to do it Thursday. Took a nap. Didn't do it. Uh, Thursday was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Friday. Real see. Friday. Didn't do it. <laughs> Saturday. Didn't do it. <laughs> and here we are. The last minute on Sunday. Well, it's 427. I literally, truly just got done watching The, the Irishman. Uh, which is Martin Scorsese's latest film epic over there on the Netflix. Um, I enjoyed my time with it. Sorry, I'm typing in The Irishman into uh, uh, Google there. I just scratched myself right on camera. It's showing at two different movie theaters. Well, one is near me. I don't know where this other one is. Landmark Midtown Cinema, my local art house cinema station. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway. Uh, good movie. Three hours and 19 minutes without credits. Three hours and 29 minutes with credits. Scorsese, De Niro. Uh, let's see who else is in it. Uh, Pacino. Pesci. Everyone did a wonderful job. Uh, writing is fantastic. Written by The screenplay was written by Steven Zaleman, who'd also done uh, The Falcon and the Snowman. <laughs> oh, Schindler's List. Good for him. Uh, the first Mission Impossible. Hannibal, okay, well, Gangs of New York, okay, I do want to see that movie, uh, All the King's Men, American Gangster, I enjoyed that movie, Moneyball, a movie that I own on DVD, one of the few I own on DVD, and have yet to seen, to seen, <laughs> The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, another movie I love, I own, uh, Red Sparrow, he's an executive producer on that, Irishman, hmm, okay, anyway, he's had a, he has a, a career that has its ups and downs with movies, <laughs> it sounds like a, a tag, and it's not. Irishman was uh, wonderful. Um, it sucks that it's not in theaters. Uh, I did compliment everything about it. I I really did enjoy the movie, not because it's you know Oscar bait or anything. Uh, one thing that needs to be said that needs to be said about the Irishman. Netflix pay- bankrolled this movie. It looks like a Netflix movie. That's not a. I, I don't want to be mean. It's not an attack on anything. It's just, it's lit just like a Netflix movie. If you look. And by that, I mean, if you look at any of the Netflix movies of the past six years, any of the movies that Netflix specifically paid for and that came out on it, uh, it move, they have the specific lighting. And it's kind of like the lighting I'm in right now. You know, it's just a bland, like they just pointed lights at the camera, at the people without any consideration of what's supposed to be happening. Uh, it doesn't have the, uh, it doesn't have a uh, 13 by nine widescreen. Is that what it is? The, I don't know. 
six by nine. It doesn't have. It's not widescreen. It's uh, kind of. It's a full screen movie that's very bright in the in the sunny parts and still kind of bright <laughs> in the dark parts. Um, and then you couple that with I saw I watched Booksmart. It's on Hulu. I watched Booksmart last night, and um, and that's a comedy that was released in theaters under Annapurna Pictures. And even though it's not an Oscar bait film, it looks the part of a movie that was theatrically theatrically released. Uh, so Irishman, it's while good, while really really good, it's not going to. It doesn't. It's something that's not going to probably age well in terms of looks. Uh, but otherwise, direction is fine. Writing is even better. Acting is just on top. It's a very white movie. And when you can separate, you know, art um, and look at it, if you can look at a movie and go, okay, this movie's good, great acting, great directing, everything's good about it, uh, and you take a step back and see that there is something missing, and it's people of color. Uh, I mean, there's women all over the movie. And uh, I know I saw something about uh, De Niro had to defend Anna Paquin's role that was, comp- I, would, I would say, completely silent, but mostly silent. And her role was as a daughter. Uh, I don't know if she was the youngest. I think she was the youngest daughter or the second youngest daughter of uh, De Niro's family. And her role was, you know, from when she was a young age, she was watching her father do all this gangster stuff. She watched him literally beat a man in the street for pushing her. Uh, she she would see him go out and ask him, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I'm going to do I'm going to do work." But he'd be like carrying a gun in his pocket and have some extra clothes with him, and we would have all this stuff. And then as and then literally when Anna Paquin came in, I think about halfway through the movie, as the older version of this girl. Uh, spoiler, even though it's not a biography, <laughs> it is based on a book. Uh, she she didn't say anything. She would still have the stoic look of the stoic knowing knowingness look of oh, I, my dad is a gangster and he's killed people. He paints houses, as they say. Uh, and that was her role, and I think that role is more powerful than her. You know, had they made her say something. If they just made her say, "Dad, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be killing people," this is Im- I don't believe you. She's they're Italian, so that's my Italian voice. <laughs> anyway, good movie. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, Ray Romano, Harvey Keitel, Jesse Plemons. See, I'm just naming white people. What white people I like? I like. I was gonna say love. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> oh, I stopped myself. Uh, <laughs> Just a whole, just a just a slew of people, but again, at least women had talking roles. There was one person of color that had a role, and that was at the last ten minutes in the movie, <laughs> and she was a nurse, nurse to uh, De Niro's Frank Sheeran. There was a part. Uh, there was a part. I just got a text. You know, you can hook up your phone, your Android phone, to Microsoft uh, via an app called Your Phone. It doesn't work too well, and it's not too hot. It doesn't look too cool, but it works sometimes. This movie, Irishman, truly, really uh, good movie. Watch it. Set aside an entire afternoon. I try. I watched it in one sitting, just like I have to. I've, I've recently decided, and recently I mean within the past couple of days, to if I watch a show, 
and I stop it halfway through an episode. I gotta finish the episode very soon. I don't want to. I don't want to be one of those people that just has things stopped halfway through. I watched uh, Booksmart last night. Wonderful film. Oh my God, Olivia Wilde did such a good job directing. She took more chances directing that movie than uh, Scorsese took in the, in the entirety of The Irishman, an entirely three and a half hours of The Irishman. Uh, Booksmart, starring Beanie Feldstein and oof, I don't know the other girl's name. The other girl is named Olivia something, I believe. She's on Last Man Standing. Uh, Caitlin Dever. I was very off. Uh, that movie, very funny, very, very, very funny. Um, if there was a, if there was a, I hope, and I know awards truly don't matter, but I still love the Oscars. I still love the Emmys. I still love. I still like the Golden Globes. <laughs> but if that that movie needs to be nominated for best original screenplay. Uh, Emily Halpern and who else did it? Sarah Haskins, both comedy writers. I think they the comedy team wrote this. Uh, Susanna Fogel and Katie Silberman, uh, which again I think is too many people to write for a movie. But you know, if the end product is this, then have at you. Like I said, Olivia Wilde directed. Dan the Automator did music. Uh, the only thing, the only negative thing I have to say about this movie, is, or two negative things, tropish. Uh, Beanie Feldstein, sister to Jonah, Jonah, uh, oh God, Hill, Jonah Hill, <laughs> who uh, got his breakout role in Superbad with Michael Sarah. This movie is very much like Superbad, so much so that in the same tropic nature is that there is an, a part where the main characters break up. They fight, they break up. I don't think, wait, it's 2019, if we can have a movie about two women trying to uh, have a, to party and to get laid and all this stuff. And uh, also one of them is a lesbian. Then we can also get rid of tropes. We don't need a fight because they got back together truly within like three minutes. The movie's 90 minutes long, 105 minutes long. They got back together within like five minutes. <laughs> uh, is the camera moving? Oh my God, this is embarrassing. If you, if you hang tight, I'm going to move the camera back. All right, so the camera, the GoPro's been moving because <laughs> I have it at a, in such a way. Cool. Let's go to that. Oh, jeez. You know what? <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to keep this all in. <laughs> I urge you to watch the video version of this podcast. All right, I have it situated. <laughs> you know what? I really have to push this episode out, so this is going to have to how it's going to have to look. It's it's just sitting on the tripod, uh, and half the tripod is blocking it. Okay, hold on. I got to actually fix this. Oh, this is embarrassing. Let's see. You know, we should just go to break. I didn't want to do a freaking break, but here we go. All right, three, two, one. We're back from break. All right, I better hurry this up. 
Jesus. Everybody's just so loud today. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, Booksmart. Booksmart being a, a very, uh, 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 very tropish. Sorry, I was looking at another text message. And another, I was looking at one text message. And then what else happened in the past week? Oh, yeah, last weekend I did a little bit of video work for uh, some famous people. No big deal. <laughs> it's really just uh, ESPN analysts. <laughs> uh, I hung out with a couple of famous people last week. Um, Ed Reed, he w- I went to the Falcon Stadium. I was in the press box, and he was there. He was right next to me. Uh, let's see, LaChina Robinson, who I was actually, who was the person I was helping out, Bob Rathbun. Uh, China works for ESPN. Bob works for the Atlanta Hawks as the announcer. And then also, I was on Thanksgiving Day. No, the day before Thanksgiving. I was preparing, I was volunteering, preparing some Thanksgiving meals with uh, Hosea Helps. Hosea Feeds the Hungry. And Dikembe Mutombo was right behind me. And it was crazy. He, he walked in. He only did it for a couple hours. I was there for like five. But he he walked in. All the police officers were like yeah, high five and stuff, and then I knew who he was. And then, and, and then you know, I would say if there were a hundred people there that day, then I would say maybe thirty knew who he was, or maybe forty, but not everyone knew who he was. And uh, he was right behind me. He was cu- he was cutting open cans of vegetables, and you could you could hear in his voice that that was the Kimmy Mutombo, and also he confirmed it was him. And people were walking up or, or like near him going, you don't know who that is? No, 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 guy. And I I, was, I said, oh, my gosh, guys, don't do that. In my head, I didn't say it to these people because I didn't know. People don't do that. Why does this man just volunteer and live his life? Anyway, there's that. So, you know, I just hang around famous people all the time. <laughs> Listen, we actually have to get through some topics. And they're not topics that you would think that there are. <laughs> These are topics that I've been holding off for three weeks, four weeks now. Oh, this is news time. I should not uh, close out of that. These are the mid-season schedules for the networks that are going to be airing starting in January. Uh, as I was, I was watching, I was looking at Hulu, some stuff on Hulu this past weekend, and I just and I thought to myself, or this past week, and I thought to myself, uh, there have networks are getting better, and I'm talking about network TV. Network TV is getting better. At not having hiatuses. Uh, and by that, I mean three years ago when the Flash was on, when it was just Flash and Arrow. Let's take a look at those. When it was Flash and Arrow on television. Um, or when Flash and Arrow had, were just starting, rather. They used to take breaks. I would say every couple of episodes. So, especially during Flash season one. So, Flash season one you would get in like three or four episodes and then they would take like a four week break and then you would get two more episodes and then like another four weeks, another three weeks. Uh, and it just wouldn't, it wouldn't, it'd be so annoying and it wouldn't be conducive to how television is now. Uh, but now since we have Netflix dropping things every single or dropping seasons and you can watch them all at once, Disney plus and Hulu opting to air, episodes once a week uh, Amazon Prime doing dropping everything at once HBO dropping everything uh, once a week <laughs> everything everything weekly Showtime everything weekly uh, even Comedy Central everything weekly with the exception of South Park 
but things do and don't exist in a vacuum anymore. But if you want appointment viewing, I think especially, excuse me, I just opened something, especially uh, the CW and network and other networks realize that if you want appointment viewing to to be, you know, if you don't want to lose viewers, even if you are dropping the live, uh, a live ratings and live plus three day, then it's better to have to air your shows uh, on a weekly basis rather than taking these long, long, long hiatuses. Like this year alone, I think in between Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl, and Arrow and Black Lightning, they've only taken. Let's see, Flash. I think has only gone off the air two weeks. At most, no, two weeks, and then they did a week off, I think, at one point. But, you know, you're not missing it. Whereas, you know, because if, 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 if I lose Flash on a Tuesday, what I think is going to be on, then I'm going to replace that hour with something else. His Dark Materials, 9 o'clock, HBO. I'll watch that instead of watching Arrow. You know, 8 o'clock, I'll watch The Great British Bake Off. And then I'll do that again next week, and maybe I'll miss Arrow, uh, Flash again, and Arrow. I don't know. It's just getting better. These are the winter schedules. This one comes from Deadline. This is CBS. This is written by Nelly and Driva. Uh, Jesus. D- Deadline, these pop-ups are killing me. This is why I don't read the rap anymore. Also, I don't read the rap anymore. It's because uh, it's now a paid website. So CBS, their winter schedule... Starts Tuesday, January 7th. You get NCIS and a couple of FBI shows. Undercover Boss Criminal Minds on January 8th. Wednesday, January 15th continues. Where does the comedies? Okay. Thursday, February 6th. That's when the comedies return. Young Sheldon, Unicorn, Mom, Carol's second act. What is Tommy? I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, they only have one night for comedy. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> there you go. What is Tommy? Tommy is a new series in equal parts. Political, procedural, family drama. I'm done. <laughs> Edie Falco. That's who stars in it. Yeah, this is why I held this for so long. <laughs> what else is it? What else is in the news? <laughs> uh, this next one comes from TV Line, written by Michael Ocello. Fox unveils mid-season 2020 schedule. I skipped over CBS. I just kind of glazed over CBS. Uh, I want to do it so bad right now. I kind of glazed over CBS because uh, they don't really have that many comedies. I've been watching Bob Hart's Abishola. And I told that to somebody this weekend at uh, Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. A friend. And uh, and I said I didn't watch. They mentioned like some show on Netflix or something. They said, do you watch this? And I said, no. And they go, but you watch Bob Hart's Abishola. And I think, and I paused and I said, rather than, you know, say it's a good show or something, I said, I'm trying to promote diversity, (laughs) which is true. I'm trying to promote diversity, especially on CBS, where it's a network that doesn't have a lot of people that didn't a couple of years ago have a lot of people of color, but now. We got we got a Hispanic MacGyver. Uh, FBI's got Boris Kojo, I believe. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, there's just so many people of color on these shows. All right. 
Uh, there's no timetable for the next season of Hell's Kitchen. That's a show that airs on Fridays, anyway. Sunday to December. No, 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 no. We're skipping to January. Please, I don't care about these other shows. Last Man Standing returns on Thursday. With a two out with an hour premiere with two episodes at eight o'clock Thursday, January second. Uh, ooh, Tuesday, January seventh. Gordon Ramsay's Twenty Four Hours of Hell and Back. I love that show. It's so great. Take everything that he does in uh, what is it? Not Kitchen Impossible, not Restaurant Impossible. What's it called? What's that show he does where he stays with his? Uh, not Hell's Kitchen. <sighs> God. What is it called? I watch all these shows. I don't even know. There is a bug in here. Okay. Well, it's gone. Anyway, Lone Star, the 911 spinoff. I used to watch that. But now I am single, so I don't watch anymore. Lego Masters. Oh, it looks like The Simpsons returns on February 16th. Oof. Jeez Louise. Simpsons, Bob Burgers, and Family Guy, along with a show called Duncanville, and I assume it's a cartoon. So they return on February 16th. We're going to go two months without them. December to, I mean, they're going to air tonight and maybe next week, but I can't imagine they air one before Christmas Eve. So we're going to go six weeks without them. What is Duncanville? Duncanville is an animated comedy that revolves around a 15-year-old boy named Duncan and his friends and family, including his mother, Annie, who is constantly trying to prevent herself from ruining his life. Starring Amy Poehler, Ty Burrell, Rashida Jones, Wiz Khalifa, Ricky Lindholm. I've been watching uh, Bless the Hearts, and it has a very good cast. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, and um, Ike Barinholtz. And if Duncanville is anything like that, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> no offense to Bless the Hearts, but it's not a good show. I'm looking it up. Don't worry. I'm looking it up. Uh, let's see. Fox. I think I just typed in FX. No, it's Fox. Uh, there's no... Hold on. There. I, okay. How can you have a show, a cartoon show that's premiering in less than two months, and it doesn't have a still out there, what the animation looks like? Do you just expect people to watch this show? In February, on February 16th, there's no trailer out yet. Maybe they'll release one this week. All right, the last... Is that the last one? I guess I... Did I skip over NBC? I guess I did. All right. There is no ABC one. I couldn't find one. I've been looking for one for weeks. Which is also part and why I didn't do this for a couple weeks. Uh, okay. Let's see. The CW... This is from Deadline, written by Denise Petsky. CW's mid-season is going to feature Katie Keene, the return of Legends of Tomorrow in Roswell, New Mexico. Legends of Tomorrow, I believe, starts with uh, um, the it's the it's the end of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Ooh, that's going to be good. And Arrow's last episode airs right before it, January twenty-first. Oh, man, this is going to be crazy crisis. Uh, I don't like the way they're doing it. I don't like the way they're doing three episodes, you know, and next week. Yeah, next week. Next week is crisis. Ooh, starting with Supergirl and Batwoman and, and then Flash. 
Uh, and they're going to put Black Lightning on Flash. And then he's going to have like two scenes and then that'll be it. <laughs> that is so stupid. So stupid how hard and somebody walks on the floor. Can you hear her singing? Because I can hear her through the headphones. Maybe I should uh, turn that down a little bit. No, I just turned it up. All right. There you go. It is down. Hopefully you can't hear anything. Katie Kane is going to start. This is the spinoff of Riverdale starring Lucy Hale. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. Let's <laughs> skip on down. Oh, that's it. That's all we have. It's su- and then Supernatural and uh, Roswell. Huh. Well, I guess uh, that's it for that. Let's move on to NBC. The Good Place series finale is the big thing that they have going on for comedy. At least. America's Got Talent. Some news going on there. Apparently it's a little bit of a sexist Me Too area. Manifest returns January 6th as well. Oh boy. Uh, That's a show I stopped halfway through. (laughs) And I've been just just been forcing myself to try to finish the first season. Thursday, January 30th. Good Place series finale at 30pm. Then the following week. February 6th. Brooklyn Nine-Nine returns with two episodes. Will and Grace New Time and then Indebted at 9.30. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine continues at 8.30. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. What is that? Good Girls Returns. Not that many comedies. Well, I get it. I, I guess I guess that's that's all you got. That's all you get for uh for uh, what should I call it? Do I have anything else? No. I just want to get this episode up and out before the week started. I mean, it won't be out before Monday. It'll be out Monday, today, today is Sunday. Because I'm very lazy. This isn't a good show. <laughs> and I think that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's the title. Uh, listen, if you like what you're doing, on the website. Hitlesscomedy.com. Some stuff. And if you want to see a video version of this podcast, if you want to see me fussing around with the camera for a little bit, YouTube.com slash Comedy. Don't watch it. Don't watch this episode. Watch the other episodes. This is the 71st episode of video I've done. If you want to see 250 some odd episodes of a show, you can also find on youtube.com slash people's comedy news time, which is like an entertainment news show. Like the daily show, except way less funny. Take one topic, talk about it for about five minutes, sometimes 10, sometimes 13, sometimes four. This week's episode was about uh, the Irishman, how everybody hates it, how uh, or everybody hates this release, the way it released. Good movie. Booksmart's good. I also watched uh, for the first time 310 to Yuma. I remember being a child and watching that movie, renting it at my local blockbuster <laughs> or Netflix. I forgot which one. And uh, watching it and then falling asleep in the middle of it. Because it was a Western. I was young. I didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. But now I like Westerns because of work. And uh, here we go. All right. (laughs) That's it. Bye. (laughs) 